Hey there, and welcome to Nocturnal Emotions, where we boldly explore the vibes of the night. I'm Sean Tillman, a.k.a. Harmar Superstar, your host. Like I've said before, I interview actors, musicians, comedians, writers, just anyone in general that I think would be fun for you to hear. So we're going to do this together. And uh, we talk, you know, after dark, we have conversations that focus on embarrassing moments, blah, blah, blah. There's a few of these out. Um, and uh, so, you know, it's the same deal. And thank you for listening. You know, uh, each week, the listenership has gone up and up. And I appreciate that. That means you're, you know, uh, telling your friends and you keep downloading it. And I, I appreciate that so much. It's amazing. I uh, had a good week. I played an amazing show at the Knitting Factory with... Uh, Next big things. This, uh, they're called skaters. Um, they're from New York. They're an amazing band. It was so fun. Thank everyone who came out to that and made it a totally packed, really drunken, super fun night. Uh, always a pleasure to play with skaters. I will probably, most definitely, be playing more with them. They're so fun. Uh, I made some rounds. I recorded a future episode of the show uh, with Aaron Tate from Minus the Bear. Got to see them play. That was a really fun night. Um, had a wild night out with another great band called uh, called Big Business, who are buddies of mine. If you haven't heard them and you like the heaviness, you need to get down with that. Um, so good. Also, uh, yeah, just just related to uh, members. You know, members of my, some of my favorite bands like Carp and Murder City Devils and Crom. They all come together. They make Big Business. Check it out. Um, also, uh, Pitch Perfect came out like in a limited release this weekend, and it did so well. I think it made like $5 million and very few amount of screens, and it had like the highest per screen viewership, I think, which is amazing. I have a little cameo in it, so I feel, I feel very close, and it's such a fucking funny movie. You need to see it. Rebel Wilson is a genius. Just go see it and, and have your mind blown by Fat Amy and the rest of the cast. So good. It comes out wide release everywhere this weekend, October 5th. So I have to say that, guys. You have to know. These are things you need to know. Uh, this week, my guest is my good friend Amanda Warner, who you may know as the uh, electropop artist MNDR. Um, so great. This interview was really fun for me. It's a total trip down memory lane. Um, we met up in my apartment in Brooklyn, Talked about her imminent world domination. Um, she just released her debut album, Feed Me Diamonds, last month after years of great pop songwriting behind the scenes, playing in weird bands of her own, and touring with Mark Ronson. Uh, and uh, you know, may you, you may sorry you may know MNDR's voice from the amazing single Bang 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 with Q-Tip off that Mark Ronson and the Business International record from a couple years back big single great song um and you may have also seen her supporting duran duran on their most recent u.s tour so a lot of crazy awesome shit is going on for my friend amanda um let's get into it and i want to play a clip of mndr's music for you guys really quickly before we get into the conversation um just so you know you know where we're coming from here here's the title track of her new album Feed me diamonds. Check it out, and then check out the conversation. Thanks, guys. Hey, 
It's all happening. <laughs> right so, I'm NDR, Amanda, my friend I've known you for so many years. I know, like since our teens. Teens, like the maybe teens. 17. I was 17, probably. I'm 34 now, half my life. That is really crazy that we, because we're the same age. Yeah. Yes, we were 17. <laughs> we were but 17. <laughs> um, I remember. I think I, I was playing a show in Fargo, mm-hmm. where you're from. <laughs> oh my god! And like, uh, and you, we were smashing bottles like at it was at Ralph's, right? Was it at like Ralph's? Like, it was yeah, it was at Ralph's. It actually, I totally remember it really well. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I remember being really worried for your feet because you were wearing like flip flops. Yeah, really gross style. For some reason, <laughs> wearing flip flops. At if you've ever been to Ralph's. Yeah, and really many flops. haven't. I would say that are listening. Yeah. It's a, a dive bar, Fargo, North Dakota, where people would order a pitcher and walk around with the pitcher, <laughs> drinking out of the pitcher. But everyone was like our age, weirdly. You know what I mean? Like everyone seemed to be between seventeen and like twenty-two at that bar. Besides, like an old creep. Yeah, there were like some <laughs> weird townies who would get involved, but. It was like during that awesome time period where no one would card you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like if it was a sh- if it was just a shitty bar, they're just like, what else? Yeah, whatever. Like, these kids go wild. <laughs> so, but it was like the kind of place where, like, I know, like, like everybody was like, I don't know, not everybody actually, just like I think maybe just was like <laughs> fucking in the bathroom. Like he was like the king of Fargo at that point, and like. <laughs> I remember we were like you were in the front row, like smashing bottles at like my first band's show. It, <laughs> let me set the scene. Yes. It was absolutely really amazing, actually, because like I had just like come back from Portland. I'd lived in Portland for the year, and I was back for the summer. Like totally had like '90s Portland down in the look. It's really intense. Bleach, bleach the short hair, rain gear. Yeah, weirdly wearing rain gear. And everyone was like, whoa, look at Amanda. It's kind of cool new vibe here. So I was, you know, kind of brand spanking new. Really awesome at drinking at this point. Yeah. (laughs) And you, Colin Crime was playing, and I was in the front row, and Adam Marks. Oh, yeah. Another Fargo staple. From the Seahorse, one of my faves. Yes, one of our faves. (laughs) Picks up a bottle. throws it on the ground and it bounces up <laughs> <laughs> and dave gatchel right yeah gatchel was there yeah, i think with selby tigers played too yeah yeah and dave is like i didn't know dave yet and he started laughing and i like all this it was like a total movie moment and everyone's like started laughing and i picked up the bottle and <laughs> grabbed it 
and executed a perfect smash on the floor. That's when I was like, this girl (laughs) is the best. (laughs) And everyone cheered. (laughs) It's amazing. In the middle of your show. So you were wearing flip-flops, and I was like, I I just remember getting really concerned for your feet for some reason. But like... uh, and I don't know why. I don't know. Like I was just like, I gotta protect this girl, or at least make out with her in my van. Yeah. And okay, try this one more time. I totally remember what I was wearing because it was so so like Portland, Mandy, Oregon. Like, check me out, y'all. Like, totally getting really weird about like Team Drash or something. Like, I was yeah. in like a Team Drash outfit. Like. <laughs> What, what like but you didn't have like weird like glasses and like a like a flat top or anything no it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't like a lesbianic no it wasn't a full commitment yeah like but it was like it was like a straight girl that just wishes she could be gay but it's just <laughs> tragically so straight so what were you wearing what was it i was in a blue um muscle tee that i got from target i was really into kids muscle tees oh yeah and it was a royal blue muscle tee, weirdly wearing a sports bra under that. <laughs> and then um, Levi's jeans cut off at mid-calf, holla, <laughs> and platform flip-flops. Yes. Platform flip-flops. With studded belt. No way. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the studded belt. But eventually we did just make out in my van. Yeah, because what was really awesome about it is I think you did get my shirt off, and then you're like, what's with your bra? And I'm like, I'm wearing a sports bra. I was kind of into it, though. I was like, I've always had like a thing for sports bras. Like, for yeah. some reason, like just like, it's like a really junior high thing. It was like one of those, you know what I mean? Like, where you're like, you're hiding something much bigger. <laughs> and I was. And frankly, I was. But I remember like... I remember feeling, like, slightly embarrassed about it. Like, I was like, oh, what's up with this sports bra? But then I was like, whatever. I don't think it went any further than a sports bra. It's like we made out in the Calvin Crime tour van. and then like, <laughs> Which had, like, no lights inside or out. And, like, like, was, like, made of wood paneling and, like, falling apart. Uh, like, we had, like, a loft that we all nearly died on separate occasions <laughs> we like built ourselves we're like do it yourself i was like wow we more like kill yourself at that point but what was more absolutely cute and rad about it in teen is that we like went to an after party at some weird party house in fargo you and i were just like hanging out in the party and then i think we just went to the tour van made out and then just like went back to the party. Yeah, we just went back to the party. <laughs> like, we were like drinking forties in there. Like it was like uh, it was like my weird like 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 a, like a toast. Like like mm, let's go back to the van and crack a forty and just really <laughs> relax like adults for a second. Yeah, and I don't even <laughs> think we made it on the loft. I think we just made it out on the bench. Yeah. I feel like we got busted a couple times, like people like coming to the van. Our zoo did. I remember our zoo being like, hello. <laughs> like, so get the fuck out of here, mom. <laughs> 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 and, but you know what was rad about it? It's like after that, I was like, became friends with you and then the whole like St. Paul crew. Yeah, and then you moved. Like, you ended up, like, going to McAllister in St. Paul, and, like, we all, like, kind of lived in the same neighborhood, and, like, we're, like, bros yeah. forever. Like, 
and that's kind of like where everything started for you. I feel like, like I mean, like you were already like, like killing it musically, but like you didn't really have a band per se at that point before you moved. I, I mean, I think you yeah. did have bands and like stuff, but like, yeah, when you got to Minneapolis and St. Paul, like you started triangle like in st paul which was like one of everybody's all of our favorite bands like you know like we love we love triangle like and like and you just sort of like immediately were in our scene like you know what i mean like like it's yeah it was like the most fun ever because when people like just knowing you like it spending i don't know five years in St. Paul. And the weird thing is we all moved to California at the same time too. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, you went to Oakland, right? And mm. like I well I went to London yeah. for a year. Preston went to LA. Yeah, that's right. Our good friend Dirty Preston. Yeah. And uh, and uh and then after like my year in London, I moved to LA and met up with Preston. But yeah, like we like kind of were on this weird same trajectories. And and I meet people like <clears throat> all over the world that are, that know you. And then I'm always like, yeah, no, Sean. And then I'm like, sometimes I get like competitive about it because they're like, I love Sean. And I'm like, you step back. Yeah. Teen years, I was like, literally, I hung out with Sean and Jeremy every day yeah. for two years, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, every totally. day. And you, I mean, you were there like <clears throat> at the conception of Harmar Superstar. Yes. I mean, you were like, I was probably telling, like, I remember like that year where I was like, I'm going to do this thing. <laughs> like, that's like R&B because I sing really well. And I'm going to like make an R&B record and you were on the first record. Like, we did duets, you know what I mean? Like, the song, I admit. That if you, do you reference that? If you like, you're, if you're out there listening, check out the song, I admit. It's me, baby me and baby Mandar. <laughs> <laughs> literally babies babies <laughs> making a song about um amanda being like crazy obsessed with me mm-hmm. <laughs> which i want to reprise and i want to do as me being the crazy one now 2013 style we chatter about this the other day yeah. and there's like nothing more on the planet i want to do than do i admit i admit to two point 13 or whatever we would call it (laughs) global smash it'll be a global smash hit (laughs) but like but yeah i mean like it was such like a weirdly like innocent like awesome beginning of like getting back into electronic music and like like uh like r&b and pop becoming like indie you know what i mean and i feel like we were doing that first with like howard Hamilton, like Busy Signals stuff. If you haven't heard Busy Signals out there, you should check this out. These are like records from like early 2000s. Like, mm-hmm. uh, there's one called Baby's First Beats. There's one called Pretend Hits. What's. And the third one, which we, we sang, we had another feature together. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. With uh, Fonte from little brother yes like he was like obsessed with howard which i love like that whole thing like and he's gone on to become like a kind of like a major force in hip-hop now which is like like it's such a like awesome just i don't know this is such a weird innocent phase i feel like we're reminiscing for the people and i hopefully this is like fun to listen to for me (laughs) it's like really fun to do it's totally (laughs) awesome because i remember a summer 
time like I had an like this Oldsmobile Delta eighty eight like car. It's just a grandma car, like from my grandma. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, and we would cruise around listening to we would listen to Saul Gold Soul. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And then uh in Minneapolis and then we listened to modern top forty and R and B and I feel like Honestly, I feel like we were some of the first people in like the DIY indie scene in the early 2000s that were like legitimately listening and like loving and like getting involved with like modern R&B and top yeah. 40 music. Yeah. I was like I was, was obsessed cool. with it. Yeah, I mean, and so were you. Like it was just like we can do this. Like why the fuck are we not doing this? You know what I mean? It was like a no-brainer and then like I just like left it to you and Brian Tester and Howard to like figure out how, and I just would sing. Yeah, <laughs> which is totally how it's done. Yeah. Sorry, we didn't execute it better. No. <laughs> it's definitely quirky. It was like, <laughs> like but it was like end. learning, but it's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's like, <clears throat> like it was quirky and it was awesome. We're the only people doing it. You know what I mean? Like, I remember like making that first album and then like seeing Peaches and being like, oh, she's like us. Yeah, you know totally. I mean? like, like, totally. And then, like, you know, and it was like really innocent and awesome. And, like, we, like, became friends after that, like, me and, like, Peaches and stuff. But it was like, you know what I mean? Like, the public would see it as, like, me aping her or her aping me. But, like, we never saw it as that. Cause, like, we were just, like, doing it. She was, like, in Germany or fucking whatever, like, doing, <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just like, holy fuck. Like, there's this other chick out there. And there's, like, literally like no one else for like years and now it's like all there is but like you know what i mean like no like when you think about it i mean not to like totally pat ourselves slash me patting you like just giving you like a rub down right now but like (laughs) we kind of think about it sean like you like totally like you started like we're one of the major bridges from like indie diy culture into like mainstream music culture and like embracing it (laughs) well i was embracing it but i was also like i don't care like i was just so sick of punk rockers and and, like boring indie bands like you know what i mean like just being like well we're never gonna sell out we're never gonna like do these coming on and be like why not man like take that fucking ten thousand dollars from mcdonald's because they owe it to you <laughs> you know what i no, mean it's fair. like i've eaten ten thousand dollars worth of mcdonald's in my life those motherfuckers owe me 10 grand they do <laughs> you know? no, they do <laughs> i feel like everyone owes me 10 grand though did you hear that public <laughs> you all owe me 10 grand no. <laughs> you know what i mean but- like you know Chick-fil-A is going to pay for my gay marriage and yeah <laughs> you get on that for your career homie my career. I'm going to change that's my next thing you know I, I bridged <laughs> I bridged indie rock to mainstream music and now I'm going to bridge Chick-fil-A into marriage. just being super gay <laughs> <laughs> Literally the gayest chick fil The gayest dick filet, you know? <laughs> Total dicks filet. I've talked about this before. I want it to just be no food, all glory holes, all sauce, no chicken. <laughs> it's like a really progressive environment. Yeah, and the door is just going to say, God is not welcome here. <laughs> <laughs> and never will be. But when you go inside, everyone, A, looks great. B and the music is absolutely fantastic. Exactly. And they're dressed to the nines. <laughs> dressed to the nines. <laughs> and manicured. So you've like, your, your album's like, I don't know, like probably this is going to be coming out uh, in, in, you know, in the fall, but like no, your album's like. it comes out on like, Tuesday. 
yeah, your album's coming out like this Tuesday. Like yeah. as we record this interview, like that's really exciting. You're like busy as fuck right now, right? Like, yes, <laughs> yeah. which is good. It's when like it comes out August 14th, and it's really what's really weird is it's my first full length as a solo artist. Yeah, no, I know it's crazy because you've been like making shit forever, and it's like you know forever. what I mean, like like literally, and it's like we, it's like good, it's like. uh it's like a mind-boggling career trajectory for me. Like, but like you've been all over the place. Like, you you finally have this like album coming out. I think it's gonna like kill. Like, by the time this rolls out, this interview, like, I'm sure like everyone will know the jams. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. faster horses. Like, I mean, like every like there's so many singles and like it's called Feed Me Diamonds, right? Yeah. Which is just like genius. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but like but like seriously you've been like just making singles and like and like you, you were on the Ronson record with like Q tip and and like uh talk about funny stories. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, yeah, I wanna get into that in a second. But like the fact that the, your your album's just coming out now is like really well calculated you know what i mean because i've always been like pre-cum you know what I mean? i'm like yeah i just finished these 10 songs they should be demos like blah they're there they're out <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> like and you're like doing the old like tantric sex approach of like <laughs> yeah like the, like basically this the gestation for this like baby album like this baby is like possibly like 15 right now i'm like starting to smoke weed <laughs> No, like that you know of. <laughs> yeah, that I know of. That's right. He's been smoking weed for like three years. <laughs> 2012, bro. It's on 1994. That's awesome. I'm like, I'm so psyched. You're gonna be like all over the place. Like, just like, are you gonna like when you tour? Are you are you gonna like focus on? I feel like Europe is like ripe for you to just like take over right now. But like, also the U.S. I mean, just everywhere. Everywhere is like ready for like mndr but like i feel like you could just go to like german nightclubs and fucking like come back in like eight years with like a beard and be like i did it all (laughs) (laughs) yeah like yeah i mean that's the goal (laughs) (laughs) that's where i want to take it so okay I mean, like, uh, anyway, that's just me fawning over you. But, like, but like the 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 Ronson era, like, like you know what I mean? Because it had to be, like, you were coming from, like, Oakland being in, like, weird-ass, like, noise bands. And I remember, like, you had a phase where you were going to be cave bitch. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. And you were cave bitch for a while, weren't you? Like, Yeah. Like, it, I definitely like dipped in heavy in the Oakland, San Francisco culture. Like the the weird ass noise, like awesome, like great. Like we played together in many, like when your band's there, but like, yeah. I mean, I was like pretty deep in the music scene there, and the DIY, and the warehouse, and rave, and not owning shoes, and just like I think like Preston and you and Jeremy would come visit me and just be like, what the. <laughs> like, what? dude what like, and I'd be like what's up I'm like on a swing from like the rafters just going dude check me out like, like, totally true like hold on hold on I'll be right back I gotta play this bass solo and be like <laughs> then you like walk back over and be like 
You guys, uh, you guys want to drink some sparks or something? <laughs> that is so true. Like I was obsessed with sparks and drank it all the time. Everyone was. It was free everywhere. Yeah, it was no one amazing. Paid for sparks. Why would you do that? I love the different alcohol levels. I don't know. It was weird, and then I just like moved to New York and like going within a year, going from that person. Dude, to like all of a sudden being on like like a huge single with like Q tip, like how did that all come together? Like how did you meet Ronson? I've known Ronson from just around for years, but yeah. I, you know what I mean. But like, but well, you like, must have been in England when he was like, yeah, and then like the literally Amy like stuff was happening. I love Ronson, but like every time I'd meet, like I met him like the the first three times, like I always thought he was some like teen fan. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew who he was. Like, uh, but so it was handsome. because I was like touring with like the Strokes and stuff. Like, I'd see, oh, yeah. like, he'd be like coming backstage and be like, "Hey, man!" He'd be like so nice and so eager that for some reason I'd be like, "Oh no, this teen fan is back." <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like, and then like yeah. after like two times, I was like, "Oh, that's fucking Mark Ronson." I love his like. He'd already put out like one record. I loved him, but like, yeah, the <laughs> um, Uwe, or uh, here comes the wait. What was that? His first one that like, has Uwe, Uwe on it. Yeah. So good. I love it. Yeah, and I was Robert's like, it's awesome. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no. But he looks so young. And like now, like he's like grown into it, and like, well, I know what he looks like, you know what I mean. But I was just like such so wasted, and like probably just like on the MDMA every time I met him or something, like where I'd just be like, "Who is this kid that's so eager to like hang out with the Strokes?" And then Albert would like come out and be like, "Yeah, that's Mark. C- c- come back, <laughs> come back like, stage." Uh. Oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> so like, how do you guys? Well, we have a similar story together about Mark. <laughs> Mark, I love you if you're listening to this. Yeah, Mark is the best. Man. Yeah, like, uh, but I was just in New York and like I was working as like a pop writer, really. And then I started working with Peter Wade and he kind of saw me more as an artist, but literally had to like trick me into doing it. Like he had to like do, you know, like an, um, what's that movie? Oh God, really man. With Russell Brand and P- Puff Daddy. Oh, fuck. Get him to the Greek? Yeah. You know the moment where repeated, he's like, you got to get in their mind. Mind fuck him. Yeah, like, yeah. That's like when I walked out. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, that was like P- Peter Wade. Like, because I was like, I don't want to be an artist. I'm old. I'm, and he's like, nah, why don't we? He's like, yeah, that's cool. Why don't we just write these songs like they're for you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, so totally. Then, then, um, and literally, I just put him up on MySpace and then Julian uh, Shepard from Fader found it and i'd been blogging a lot about like gear and this and that and then she was like what and then fader got behind it and then blah 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 and then i think and then all of a sudden i was doing like tons of shows but but before that i was doing shows just because like i was putting on shows in minneapolis or oakland and like so when i reached out to my new york friends like and todd p and stuff yeah. it was like you know just community or whatever so, yeah yeah i mean you're not gonna never you're never not gonna play shows like just as you, I know that. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, like, 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 but it was like nice, like you realize like how much you put into music scenes, and like they really like do give back, and like yeah, you can. I was really lucky to come here and just play shows right away. Like that's yeah. awesome, you know. And um, and then uh, I guess Mark heard about the project and and liked the songs, and a mutual friend. It was like a blizzard, and like happening and a mutual friend texted and said mark wants you to come by his eastfield radio show yeah 
and I was like, Mark who? And they're like, Mark Ronson. And I'm like, I had to wiki him. I was like, uh, and I texted back. I'm like, uh, I don't know. It's like snowing. I just got home or whatever. And I mean, I didn't really know who he was. I yeah, really yeah. didn't. I just didn't know who he was. Yeah. I really, I'm not smug. I just wasn't pretty. If you lived in Oakland and were like in a warehouse, you don't know who Mark Ronson yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sorry. I knew who he was because I was in England, like in the midst of the pop scene. So like, yeah, I was in like the midst into of Lily and like, and, like all of that. Amy yeah, and everyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, but I went and I wikied him and I was like, oh, that's cool. And I was like, okay. And I went there and I was like in my glasses and like just like in like a nerd girl blouse and i was like hello <laughs> like, I, Im- I imagine you in like a, a bart simpson t-shirt like rolling up on like a skateboard <laughs> yeah, like, like kind of or me with a calculator and a nerdy girl blouse like um, rolled in there and blue gems was in there do you know him yeah, yeah i mean yeah he's yeah. a great dj like uh, I, I, I don't really know him no i've met a couple times but yeah but he was like really funny and we were and Mark was talking to me and I gave him a song called the Sparrow song and he's like can I play one of your songs and he played it and he was like I love this and then he was like will you write on the on my album I only have like a few more tracks left and I was like sure and he's like why don't you come by this the studio which was Dunham studio like the Dap King studio yeah yeah so I went there and just like the coolest thing is like he played me what he was doing and I was like well, right when I walked in, actually, he had an Elka, like, Italian rad synth, and I, like, about, I literally, like, after I woke up from passing out, because I've never seen one, I was like, oh my god, is it a nerd? And he's like, oh my god, you are a nerd, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, settle down, nerd. Let's, let's, let's get some vocals down first. I'll yeah, it's totally, like, that later. literally, yeah. <laughs> like, seriously, he's like, okay. And then, um. That's awesome. That's, like, endearing as fuck. Yeah, I was like, and I was like really nervous, and Alex Greenwald was there. And when I'm nervous, I kind of don't really, I just less is more with Mandy. I'm like, <laughs> okay, hey. And then um, he played me the music, and I was like, oh, I love it. It reminds me of OMD. And then I gave him a bunch of record. Uh, well, not that he probably didn't already know, but there's like this OMD record that I love called um, Dazzle Ships. And I was like, if you've ever heard this, and I was like, and then he's like, oh my God. And then we were talking about albums and craft work and. What he was doing really is stuff music I love, and like what he had made with that was I was like, this is awesome, and he gave me tracks to write to, and I wrote to one, which is actually became Blue Jean Youth on my album, and yeah. became the D'Angelo song on Mark's record, yeah. and then Mark begged and begged, he's like, no one, well he didn't, I'm sorry, he didn't beg and beg, he just said, said like, no one's been able to write to this song. Yeah. And he's like, can you give it a shot? And I, I was like, it was the one I didn't want to write to because it felt hard to write to it. Yeah. But I was like, yeah. And, and I actually wrote them with Peter Wade in Peter's studio because I, I don't think I was as comfortable to just like... Throw down. Yeah, like... like yeah. I'm much more of an instrumentalist, especially at that time. So yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to... And great thing with Mark is he was like, yeah, cool. You want to take him? Cool. Go. Like, yeah. Right, rad. Go do it. And so we were in the studio and I just was riffing on this like little melody and I kept, I was just using the vowels alouette and literally Pete wikied that song and was like, Oh my God, this is perfect. And then we wrote it and sent it to him. And 
he loved it and then i recut the vocals to sound more like leads yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. you know i was just like a demo and yeah and then it and then just q-tip somehow appeared oh my god i'll never <laughs> forget that yeah i was like because mark is such a lovely guy he's like mndr would you he always calls me mndr yeah yeah would you would you uh calls me one day he was like would you mind if q-tip <laughs> put a couple verses down and i was like literally living in like shambles on like a mattress on the floor like eating ramen noodles <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, probably like, probably had a cold right now maybe. <laughs> like, <laughs> like probably in a pile of trash like <laughs> we were just like looking at my phone and i was like yeah that sounds cool like that's all i said <laughs> that sounds cool like, like absolutely not I will not let Q-Tip ruin my piece of work, and my then, body of work. Yeah, and then he like, invites me in the studio, and I go, and like I walk in the room, and first of all, like I'm so broke, like I hate, I'm so broke, but like I moved from California to New York, I didn't have any warm clothes, so I bought like a hoodie at Walgreens, like a pullover, <laughs> jeans, and at the time, my boyfriend at the time bought me Vans Slayer high tops that said Slayer on the back. <laughs> And I went to the downtown studio like that, and I just walked in, and there's Q-Tip and Mark Ronson, and I was like, oh, hey. <laughs> like, that that chick saying this shit? <laughs> What's the single called? I'm, like, blanking right now. Um, Bang, bang, bang. Bang, bang, bang. God, yeah. Yeah, um, so that's... that's and there must have been, like, some embarrassing, oh weird... God almost to dark shit that happened like going to play that live like once you know what i mean like oh like my you God. know what i mean like that's like some weird growing pains that like you already knew how to play live but you weren't like a front woman never was you a know? front woman <laughs> you know, like, i was like johnny on the block like just holding it down back here <laughs> like, you know what i mean like and i learned how to like front man like by just like playing weird shows and like splitting with howard and doing like Busy signals, Howard. Yeah. Like, like busy signals, Harmar sets. Like, we'd be like, I'll sing three, you sing three, and then it was like, you know what I mean. But like, you were just like, we're like probably going like straight top of the pops. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, like what? Like, let me know. Like some weird. Like, when did it get like funny, dark, weird, embarrassing? It's got to be good. Okay, first, before I get there, I got to give you this anecdote. Because yes, we didn't please. know it would be the single off of the album uh, yeah. until I was in a 1986 Chevy van with on tour with These Are Powers. <laughs> like a frightening van that like pretty much had no brakes. <laughs> like my the van we first met in. Yeah, basically. The van, <laughs> it was the van we made out in. It might have been the same van, actually. <laughs> and I love These Are Powers. And I was sitting next to Brenmar, Bill. Yeah. DJ Brenmar, who's blowing up and who's amazing, and he and Mark calls and he's like, "Emmanuel, uh, hey, um, would you mind if if Bang 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 was the the lead single?" <laughs> and I was just like, "Yeah, that's cool." Yeah, you're like, "Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, let me just uh, hold on. I'm sitting in a some cigarette water, really quick. Let me just. I couldn't hear you when you said that." <laughs> On my way to South by Southwest in Alabama, you know, like just totally amazing. Like what? Like mind blown. Yeah. So then, well, anyways, so it had yeah. to be like a matter of weeks. You yeah. know what I mean? Like before that shit just like got out of control for you. 
Yeah, basically, I was on a plane to um, London and totally. I've been there before with Triangle, but like not like this. And I, I mean, I'd done some work with the Yeah Yeah, so I kind of knew like what was yeah. going to be like expected. And Mark asked me to join the Business International, and I was touring as M and DR and stuff, and this and that. And we just thought I was like, yeah, that sounds great, you know, cool, like Brad. And yeah. So yeah, like. And then uh, we were rehearsing, and then we were debuting at Lovebox with, um, oh God, really, with Roxy Music. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like who you love. Yeah, like, okay, I died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I already yeah. died. Like, I'm like, he's like, ooh, we're playing Roxy Music. I'm like, what? Like, that's <laughs> yeah, like, I'm retiring. I'm out. Yeah. Once we play this show, I retire. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then... Um, <laughs> So we're rehearsing and stuff, and then I, I have to say, like, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I can sing, but I, again, I'm not you. I wasn't Shut like up. fronting, you like, can fucking sing, si- you know, singing like that. And I was like nervous and like in ear monitors. I never worked with them, and like, I still haven't. I'm not you in that department. Anyway. I, well, I can't sing with them in because it sounds like you're on a. T- it sounds so weird. But I was like Johnny Midwest, like okay, so I use these. You know, like I have to. Okay, I'll use them, guys. Like <laughs> totally, you like, also had like the weird like like money belt for touring, like travel. Like here's my traveler's checks and I my inside the pants like, fanny I, pack. I'm asking if I need to like call my gear. Do I need to bring my synth up? And plug it in. You know, I'm like just absolutely don't know what I'm doing. And then we're like about to go on stage. I'm in like eight inch like crappy sh- high heel shoes. I can barely walk in, like because that that's the looks they put together. And I was like, okay. And then Mark. Classic Mark comes up to me right before and he goes, literally before we get on stage, first show, Love Box, 10,000 people. He goes, I'm in DR. Um, I need you to like really hype the audience and like get them really involved in like screaming and jumping and like, you know, really get the audience involved. Okay, ready? Okay, let's go. <laughs> I love that. But I mean, like, like yeah. now you'd be like, yeah, 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 totally. But like, it's just like. But at that time, I like pretty much <laughs> lived in Oakland. Probably like had a dog with a handkerchief around his neck, like <laughs> helping my friends with a Burning Man float or something. <laughs> I need you to hype. I need you to hype the mainstream right now, really quick. I need you to just take this on, like you've been doing it for thirty years. Or you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like the oldest pro. Yeah, that's and, awesome. Though. Yeah, and so and I was like, uh, I just I literally just looked at my like went white and just went okay. <laughs> but Plan B, Mandy's didn't hasn't ever gone to shows like that where you're like, where hi pipe like jumps up like so I did like, hello London. <laughs> like it was like whatever cartoon idea I had in my head. <laughs> about what you do for that like Bugs Bunny style I want to hear your interpretation of that what was it well in my brain I was like all I could think of was like um, public enemy in flavor flame public enemy yeah Mark Ronson boy boy <laughs> Fuck the police! I like go there. I take it there. I take it there. Nine one one is a joke. <laughs> You're really political immediately. Mark's like, what the 
Osama bin Laden just killed, son. <laughs> right, America, do this. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> It's like some light-hearted pop music. (laughs) Just take it there. Just go in there with it. It worked for the Dixie Chicks. Yeah, it worked really well for them. I think. I think in the long run, right? Yeah. Iconic. (laughs) Sinead, you just ripped up a picture of the Pope. (laughs) Mark's like... All right, I could just see him being like, okay, yeah, like, so being what you, you just in. puts like a towel over you and like <laughs> takes you out. Here's here's a blanket. We'll just take you backstage real quick. Yeah, I'm like doing the TV. I gotta apologize to you, Mark. Like, okay, first of all, for all you listeners, I guess when you're in England, you're constantly on TV yeah, playing dude, music. Yeah. It's they're like. There's so many shows, like, you know, you must win on TV all the time. Like, I was on every TV show. for, like, a year. Or there. Yeah. yeah, it was like... Like, every show you play, you're like, what, am I on TV? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Am I on TV? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, this isn't even a music show. Because <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> in America, like, in America, you're just like, there's only, like, three shows that yeah. have, like, TV, for, like, music format. Yeah, yeah. But over there, it's like... Every know, show. Every... F- fucking show <laughs> yeah was on television and <laughs> we also did the last jonathan ross week oh dude so i okay here's mandy classic like <laughs> absolute asshole i get food poisoning and a fever the day of jonathan ross oh my god which is like one of the biggest show, like the biggest talk show you can be on in england like yeah it's like doing david letterman times a million times a million yeah like like it's huge, and it's his last week because he said some like some fucked up stuff. And they're oh yeah, with that Russell Brand thing. Yes, where they like pranked someone's grandpa or something. They pranked a BBC exec's granddaughter. He had fucked one of the one of the BBC. Russell execs. Brand did, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Russell Brand did of whatever. It was like big on the air there or something like fucked up and weird. Yeah, like Russell Brand had slept with one of the BBC's executives' granddaughters. Yeah, and then on the Jonathan Ross show. They bragged about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoops. Bad. Yeah, I was. I remember that. Anyway, yeah. so this is like the last one. That's like huge. It was like a. Yeah, we were like the third last performance of his entire show. That'd be like the end of the David Letterman show. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah. Johnny Carson show. Totally. I have a hundred and one fever and have completely blotched out with red. My I have like a fever rash. Yeah. And and I'm sitting like with a. F- <laughs> First TV, and I'm sitting in like a fever high. In like a, they do this backstage area, and fucking El McPherson. And yeah, they make you sit with the get the other did guests. Did you do the show? You must yeah. have Jonathan Ross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah did yeah. you sit back there with the other guests? Yeah, they they, they make you like sit. I was with like Quentin Tarantino and like Uma <laughs> Thurman, and like I had these dancers, and they were like, "Put the dancers in the shot." And I was like, "I don't want the dancers in the shot." It's like. <laughs> They made me wear like a giant like like XL t shirt. Because like I did I had like something that didn't like register on screen. Like what I brought everything I brought was like too much for the cameras and I didn't know at that point. So like I was like they're like, We shoot right now, we gotta shoot right now and I was like, Fuck so I had to play like no, I just went shirtless because, like, I did, like they they like gave me like a XL white T shirt. I was like, I'm not wearing this on the Jonathan roster. But the rest is like just me like sitting awkwardly in between like Uma Thurman and Quentin Tarantino going like, mm. 
and well, he like references back and like makes fun of you the whole time, kind of a little bit. Yeah, he like, <laughs> yeah. makes fun of you. <laughs> yeah, which is great. But like when you're there and you're like, uh, so like what you're sitting there. Like I went from homeless rash. teen with fever rash to like <laughs> sitting backstage with <clears throat> fucking rot. Uh, who's the guy? I can't. Who's the comedian from the 80s that's in, like, Awakenings and, like... Ro- Robin Williams? Robin Williams. <laughs> yes. And I who- love Awakenings as your first reference <laughs> for him, by the way. <laughs> <Pardon> me. <laughs> um, and- you know the guy from Awakenings? <laughs> Mark Ronson, Q-Tip, Robin Williams, and Elle McPherson. <laughs> and you... And Amanda. Sweating it out. And me, like... <laughs> like and absolutely blowing the TV out of tune, bad, like totally blown. Like I would say all the British TV I did for Mark. So sorry, Mark. And I, you have the most, so much patience. I would say I had to cut my teeth. No Not way. The strongest performance. No way. I've seen. I've seen like a, like footage from that era. You're you're good. You're fine. You're awesome. Actually, like. I don't know. That's probably just in your head. Yeah, it's it's just my inner crit. But but like, maybe if you have like a hundred and one fever, like that's like grounds to sound like shit. Like that's just like. But like I have I have not seen that. I'm gonna watch it now. It. I am so <laughs> sick. And they had literally had to take the spray makeup thing and spray me down because I was so red from the fever rash. Yeah. Like we've never dealt with a Native American on this show before. <laughs> This is very interesting. We just have to get a whole new type of makeup, which is weird because they're probably used to that because everyone in England by like July is red as a lobster. <laughs> it's a lobster red. They've all been down Nibifa for the fama. Nibifa. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah let's, uh, let, me, let me ruin your favorite song. Okay, yeah. All right, sweet. Hey, don't forget to leave your comments about Nocturnal Emotions on our forums at Earwolf.com. You can also subscribe and rate Nocturnal Emotions on iTunes. That would be greatly appreciated. And become a fan of the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Nocturnal Emotions with Harmar Superstar. Oh, yeah, and don't forget to follow me on Twitter. That's at Harmar Superstar. So many times I'm saying my own name over and over again. It feels good. It's really therapeutic. Um, and if you want to support shows like this, like Nocturnal Emotions, head on over to Earwolf.com backslash donate and sponsor the studio for a day or forever. Give them all your money. That's what I'm saying. Think about it. It's a good investment. Now back to the show. Here we are. Let me ruin your favorite song. So, uh, what song you want to go with? Okay, if you know me, you know I love the Kinks. Oh, Let's yeah. go to the classic. I'm gonna love a classic <laughs> at you. Okay, that influenced all music we love. Yeah, early punk songs. Some argue. <laughs> you really got me by the Kinks. Go. Sweet. Okay, let's listen to a clip of that.
So what they're saying <laughs> in the song is that someone is a girl, apparently, a girl. A girl has really got him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. on most the most base level. Because he says it, I don't know, a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This girl has really got him. And she's really got him going. She's yeah. got him so he doesn't know what he's doing <laughs> at all. Well, it seems weird. It seems like kind of like maybe uh, early onset of Alzheimer's. <laughs> maybe something like that. Like maybe he's disoriented. He should be like... <laughs> Ray Davies is disoriented. That's yeah, Ray Davies. Like, like uh, he just... Like he's so confused because of this girl... That it's like it's it's he's like he's a grown man, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's a grown ass man at this point. <laughs> and this girl's like really got him. <laughs> it's almost like uh, Stockholm syndrome, maybe. Yeah, like he's been captured. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, she's got wow. him, and like now he's like really into it, but like she won't let him sleep. At night, which I th- think is pretty fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, she, like, who is this chick? <laughs> You're making me think Ray Davies is a huge pussy right well, now. Well, maybe, I mean, I'm not, you know, I don't mean to, like, Ray Davies, like, all respect, but I, I, here's the thing he's got to stop dating cokeheads. <laughs> Not letting him sleep at night. She's got him. He's got to stop getting captured by cokeheads that he falls in love with, and then maybe most of his problems will be like kind of like a, a little better. You know what I mean? And he can like stop repeating himself so much <laughs> because he doesn't. Get- it's like rock and roll one hundred and one. Yeah. Stop dating cokeheads. <laughs> Yeah. Or just become one. Maybe <laughs> like, <laughs> like two two roads. Maybe one that's choice, why he's two repeating roads. himself so much in the lyrics. Maybe he was just spun out that night, or or, or like maybe uh uh when, when he printed out the lyrics, you know, before he hit save, he accidentally like copied and pasted like three too many times. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he fell asleep on the keyboard because <laughs> he was definitely using a laptop. And then he was like, "Brilliant!" Ah, <laughs> oh, favorite song ruined. Anyway, um, yeah, it's uh, God. It's, it's so good to have you on the show. I'm so glad you're here in like the beginning stages of nocturnal emotions. <laughs> I know. I want to. I feel like we could have a reprise of this. Maybe when oh, we yeah. do the single, we'll do so many. Oh yeah, when we do, I admit. Yeah. Two point one three five seven. Yeah. You really got me. Got me. Got me. Got me. Got me. <laughs> Basically, yeah. That's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be like my. You really got me with you. You me got got you. We um, got that. I got you. I got got you. But yeah, I want to come back. Now I just want to talk all night. Yeah. I just want to talk all night. Let's just talk all night. Let's just like, you know. Like, like just snuggle up and talk all night. 
<laughs> and watch Cheaters. Like we used to. I love Cheaters. I know you uh, love Cheaters. I miss that show. The I mean, Selby it's on apartment. all the time. I don't know why I miss it. But. I remember going to your apartment on Selby Avenue to watch it. Maybe it wasn't Cheaters. What was the other one? Uh, blind Date. Oh, was yeah, my blind, jam. yeah. Blind Date. Roger Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> Segway to another episode of Nocturnal Emotions. Oh, my God. For sure. For sure, you're coming back. And uh, thanks for coming. MNDR. Uh, Get the you. album. You're going to fucking freak the fuck out. Uh, thank you, Sean. Thanks for having me. Hell yeah. Nocturnally mo. So there it is. Thanks for listening again, everyone. And thank you a million times over to MNDR. It was so fun to do this interview. Um, I could have talked for hours. I'm sure we'll have you back. Amanda, you're the best. Never change. Stay down to earth. Stay hilarious. Say uh, self-deprecating. So um, everybody out there, check out MNDR's new album, Feed Me Diamonds. It's available everywhere. Go check her out on tour because she's amazing live. Uh, and she's been all over the place lately. So you'll be able to find her, catch up with her. Um, Come see, uh, come see me DJ this Saturday at Sexy Brunch at Black Market from noon to 4. That's at 110 Avenue A. I'm there every Saturday holding it down, playing you some Sade, doing whatever I feel like. And, uh, and on Sundays, under the same brand, it's still Sexy Brunch. You go to Black Market, my friend Aaron Fenning from the band Rewards will take you on a voyage as well. And uh, yeah, don't forget to go see Pitch Perfect this weekend. If you haven't seen it already, go see it again. I'm going to go again. Wide release, October 5th, everywhere. Should be in your town, if you're listening to this, in the U.S. at least. Sorry, guys. I don't mean to not be internationally knowing the release dates, but I don't. So let's get off my back. Next week, we have Gavin McGinnis on the show. He is amazing. McInnis. I sometimes I, I, I'm, sometimes I slur it into McGinnis. McGinnis, same thing, right? Same spelling. Anyway, Gavin McGinnis is going to be on the show. He's a writer comedian, genuinely hilarious human being who co-founded Street Carnage and Rooster New York, and was also the originator of Do's and Don'ts in Vice Magazine, which is huge and amazing, uh, which he also co-founded Vice before venturing out onto his own a few years back. So you gotta, you gotta tune in. Keep listening, everybody. Thank you so much. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolfradio.com The Wolf Dead.